I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and we are on our way to Waco, Texas today. Breck, Brax, and I are heading up to see some of our really, really good friends from Charleston, one of my best friends from grad school, actually, and their little boy, who is two months older than Brax, whose name is Max. So Brax and Max are going to be double trouble. I can already see it. And if I'm lucky... I hope that I get to go to Magnolia Market. If you watch Fixer Upper, you totally know what I'm talking about. Chip and Joanna Gaines have their, uh, well, they're based out of Waco. So maybe I'll get to stop by there and get a few last minute Christmas goodies for, for the house. So I wanted to kind of piggyback off of our podcast episode on Monday as we were talking about joy and really giving ourselves permission uh, to be blissfully happy. And, you know, a lot of things came up for me um, from that episode. So I just wanted to kind of share a a story with you today uh, that I think has a lot of nuggets. I know it has a lot of nuggets for me, and I hope that it does for you too. So I will start this story in 2006. And 2006 was, it was a monumental year for me. Um, It was the first time that I ever lost somebody that I loved. And I lost a really good friend that year. Uh, We were both young. She was 21, I was 23. And she died tragically and unexpectedly. And this, um, this rocked my world. The bottom of my world fell out that year. And this person was really, really special. Um, we would have just some of the most amazing conversations. It was almost like I had known her in a different life. Um, We just got so close so fast, and we just shared so many similar passions. I mean, we would talk about religion and God and the world and understanding, like, the bigger picture, the meaning, what our purpose was on earth, and love happiness, I mean, just so many big topics. And we would just talk late into the night. I mean, she was just one of those people that could really hold some serious space for some really big, big conversations. And it was just so soul-satisfying to be friends with her. So when she died, I mean, it was, I felt like a piece of my heart just shattered. And there was a hole there for a very, very long time. But it was also the spark or the catalyst to some of the deepest healing that I've ever done. So one of the things that we had in common was that we both wanted to study abroad. And she had uh, decided she was going to go and study yoga and philosophy and religion in India. And I wanted to go and study Spanish in Spain. And so she left in February to travel abroad, and I ended up leaving in September. And of course, she did not make it back. So by the time um, it was September, I'd already lost her. And for a long time, I considered not even going. It just didn't feel right to go on living when I knew that she wasn't here. 
But with a lot of uh, just sitting with this decision, I decided that I had to continue living for her. And so that's what I did. I, I went to Spain and I held good on our promise to each other. And, you know, Spain was, um, <laughs> it was, it was a, a trip of pure dichotomy <laughs> because on one hand, I'm going through the most brutal grief I have ever experienced that just ripped my heart out. And so many tears were cried over there, um, just missing her. And just processing, you know, like, what does life mean <laughs> um, that life can be taken so quickly and suddenly? And just a lot of things to process, right? It's really getting knocked on my ass. And then on the other hand, I'm like awakening in ways that I didn't even know I was asleep as I'm seeing all of these beautiful things and experiencing culture and just, you know, opening myself up to the world. I mean, it was amazing and beautiful and heart-wrenching all in one piece. And I met some of the most amazing people over there, people who, you know, I'm still in contact with to this day of just, man, they, <laughs> they were anchors for me more than they will ever know. Uh, that was a, it was a brutal year. It was a, it was a spiritual upheaval is what it was. And I'm going to be talking about it in my upcoming book, Wild and Holy. Um, because that, this was a big piece <laughs> uh, of, learning to become whole. And it was, it was a personal reckoning <laughs> with God and me for a long time because of this. So 2006 was the year. And fast forward to three years after that, so 2009. And I really wanted to get a tattoo on my body. I had started this like new life chapter. And sometimes we like to commemorate these things with putting ink on ourselves. And this was a tattoo. I wanted to get one in Spanish to kind of, you know, memorialize my time in Spain because I had learned to speak Spanish fluently, although I've forgotten all of it now because I didn't use it, which I promised myself I wasn't going to do. <laughs> but I digress. So I wanted to get Seize the Day. And obviously, sees the day is like carpe diem, right? And I was like, oh, I don't want carpe diem. I want, I want it in Spanish. Like Spanish is really, really important to me. You know, at this point in my life, I was halfway through um, my grad school program. I knew that I wanted to go into psychotherapy. I really envisioned myself having a private practice of helping women and men um, just become happier and whole in who they are and live lives that just really made them happy. And a lot of my thinking back then was on the future of like really creating um, this dream that I had to be a psychotherapist. And so seizing the day was to make the most of the moments, right? But also, because in 2006, um, when my really good friend died, um, you know, when you experience loss like that, it really shakes a lot of things out for you, and it gives you a lot of perspective. And for me, I knew that time was not guaranteed. So I wanted to make the most of every moment. And so that's why Seize the Day was so important to me. Kind of had two dual meanings, okay? So I called up one of my Spanish friends and I was like, okay, um, I, I want carpe diem, but I want it in Spanish. So how do you say it in Spanish? I just wanted to make sure, you know, that I had it all right. And she said, well, we, we say carpe diem. And I'm like, 
so you say, <laughs> so she's like, that is the literal, like, that's how we say it. We just say the Latin version. And I'm like, okay, well, how, what's the closest thing that you have in Spanish? And she said, disfruta del dia. And I said, okay, disfruta del dia it is. So I went and I got this tattooed on my ankle. And this tattoo, I swear to you, the minute it was done, it was like it was supposed to be on my body. The way this tattoo fits my, the spot on my ankle, the meaning of it, everything, it was almost as if I was supposed to be born with this. Like that's, that's how perfect and fitting this tattoo was. And it's something that I still cherish to this day. I love that tattoo. And so now that I have this seize the day on my ankle, every single day as I'm walking through life, I'm seizing the moment and seizing the moment and seizing the moment, right? So the interesting thing that's happened is as I was reflecting on our podcast episode on Monday, and then I've hopped on this podcast episode with Liz Gilbert, and she's talking about joy too. And I'm like, hmm. And she's talking about um, being present with joy, right? And so as I'm driving back to my house, getting ready to record this podcast episode, the word enjoy pops up to, into my mind. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. What does enjoy mean? Like what if you break it down, like what does that really mean? And I was like, oh my God, enjoy literally means to be in joy. So instead of E-N-J-O-Y, it's I-N-J-O-Y. To experience joy, you have to be in it, meaning we have to be present to it, right? So this automatically reminded me of the way Glennon talks about being in love, in love warrior. She talks about how if, you know, maybe in love is actually like being in this place, being present to it. We can't be hovering above it, analyzing it, worrying about it can't be down below being afraid of it we have to be here now right which is such a zen saying but the practice of presence which is really mindfulness is so crucial for us to experiencing joy and love and all the other things we want to feel because the only place these things live is here right now they don't live in the future they don't live in the past well maybe through memory but for us to really experience the depth and the breadth of joy we have to be in it, meaning we have to be present to it. So go back a couple of years. I'm in my um, supervision to become a licensed professional counselor. You have to work under a supervisor for like a year and a half to two years to make sure you know what, what you're doing before they give you full reins to go practice psychotherapy on your own. And my supervisor has just given me a necklace and the necklace is very simple. It's just a charm that says B, B-E. And it's, <laughs> I love when sides like this show up in the universe because you're like, message received. Okay, even if we resist it, you know, she, gave me, she gives me this necklace and I'm like, oh my God, like, what do you mean by B? Like, I know how to do, I know how to think. Um, oh, I get it. I don't know how to be. Because I was always off to the next thing. I was always 90 miles per hour, always trying to figure out the plan, always trying to figure out the future. I was always 10 steps ahead. I was never being in the moment. I was never just being me. So wrapped up in defining my enoughness by what was happening in the future instead of what was happening right now, productivity and performance were ruling my world. If I wasn't doing enough, then I wasn't enough. So this necklace of B 
to just simply be held a lot more meaning than I think she will ever know. Because be, being to me is learning how to be present. It's learning how to slow down, learning how to find enoughness right here, right now, which is the foundation for experiencing joy, for being in joy. Okay? So I'm going to wrap this all in a nice little package for you. The tattoo that I have on my ankle that I have thought has meant seize the day, seize the day, seize the day. (laughs) The literal translation of it actually means enjoy the day. Disfrutar means to enjoy in Spanish. So disfruta means enjoy. It's a command. Enjoy the day. So... (laughs) This whole time, as I have been going 90 miles per hour, trying to chase joy down, not realizing that joy was chasing after me too, if I would simply slow down enough and be, it would catch me. And I've had this saying on my body, on my body, walking through life, of telling me, be in joy, be in joy, enjoy the day. That is how we make each moment count. That is how we seize the day to be in joy. It's such a subtle shift, such a subtle one, but it has such a massive, massive impact. So (laughs) I love how things just kind of have some irony from time to time. And you're like, huh, well played, well played universe. I'm on to you. And thank you for this message, for this blessing, for this epiphany and aha. Because now, as I bring this full circle to myself, I can see that every single moment has been a teacher for helping me be more present so I can learn how to be in joy. Joy (laughs) has been chasing me for a lot longer than I've been chasing it. I just did not realize it. And I would bet that joy has been chasing you too. So as we bring this full circle, coupling with our episode from Monday, Brene Brown's wisdom of learning how to not forebode joy, to actually experience joy. She talks about the vulnerability of it. And to experience or to be vulnerable, the practice of vulnerability is simply to be present is to not numb, not to avoid, not to switch the subject, to simply feel our feelings. Feel our feelings. So if you want to experience joy, happiness, love, connection, trust, faith, all the good stuff, we have to learn how to feel our feelings. And I think a lot of the reason that a lot of us are scared to do that is because we don't know how our feelings are going to impact us. We don't know how it's actually going to feel. Can we tolerate it? Do we have a big enough vessel to not get rocked by it? And sometimes, look, you're going to get rocked by emotion. You're human. That's what emotions do. They are movement. They're movement that moves through us. And some of those things are going to shake shake you in such a way that it might feel like the world is crumbling, that the bottom is falling out. But what we often don't realize is that when the bottom is falling out, something beautiful, much more stronger, much more wise is being built in its place. Some of the biggest heartaches that I have ever experienced, losing my friend, you guys, that was, I mean, so heartbreaking that it still brings me to tears today, today. 
because I sometimes wonder who she'd be and the life she would have and the friendship we would have today. And it aches me to go through life without her. This woman that just she got me. She got me, and it was such a major loss. But through losing her, I realized how much of a capacity I have to love and how I can transform some of the deepest pain into the biggest joy. And now she fuels me. That loss fuels me. So sometimes these big losses, the big heavy hitters that just knock us on our ass, they're there to help us rebuild in a brand new perspective, to not take things for granted, to seize the day, which might be the lesson of learning what seizing actually means to you what your definition of that is. And to me, to bring this whole awful circle personally means to enjoy. Joy is the metric of success. So to be vulnerable, to practice gratitude, like Brene Brown says, and to also be present, those are the three things we have to have in order to experience joy. And I hope that you take these 30 things with you as you celebrate this holiday season to enjoy them, to be in joy, to be present to it, to feel it, and to acknowledge all of the blessings that you have, to practice that gratitude, because that is like an amplifier for all of the good things that we have. It welcomes more of it into our lives. So I leave you with this concept today (laughs) of being in joy. And I will see you guys shortly in just a couple of days for another Motivational Monday. Bye. Bye.